Hey everyone, this is Logan, one of the hosts of the Real World Podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit unique, and I'm recording this intro with a heavy heart. And the voice you're about to hear on this episode is that of Jonathan Sharks. John passed away this weekend after a really hard-fought battle with cancer. He was 34 years old and leaves behind a wife and a son who we're praying for. Jonathan Sharks was an NBA writer for a prominent sports and pop culture website called The Ringer. As an avid follower and fan of the NBA, from the moment I began reading John's work, he became my favorite writer to follow. He had an incredible depth of knowledge, an amazing ability to communicate that knowledge in an engaging way, and he truly did his job so excellently. But far more than being an NBA writer, John was an avid follower of Jesus. And in this episode, you'll hear him share his story. You'll hear him riff on his relationship with his church community and how they helped keep him grounded in his career, as well as a range of wisdom from John on life, work, and faith. There's a moment in the episode where John touches on using his platform to advance the kingdom of God, and man, did he do that. John wrote a couple of raw, honest, powerful pieces for The Ringer in the midst of his battle with cancer that will undoubtedly move you to tears as you read them. We'll link them in the show notes. John glorified God in his life and work, and he did exactly what he talks about in this episode. He used his career and platform to glorify God, even in the face of unimaginable pain and sorrow. John garnered a huge following during his time as an NBA writer, and I gotta be honest, when I reached out to him about joining me for this conversation, I didn't really expect a response. But as you'll see in this episode, John loved to talk about Jesus. He responded pretty promptly, saying that he would love to share some wisdom, and that's just in line with John's character. No matter how much his platform grew, he was never too big for any person, and he was definitely never too big for God. His humility always shined through. John and I recorded this episode a while back before he even received his cancer diagnosis. It's been sitting in the archives waiting to be posted and in his memory to celebrate his life. There's really no better time than now. John's wisdom for life, work, and faith, and his authentic love for Jesus will continue to be timeless. Here's Jonathan Sharks. I've been reading uh, your articles for for a while now, have been listening to you on podcasts for a while now on the basketball side of things, but I'm really excited uh, to have you on for for the reason that we're here. You've got a really cool story. Your community has impacted you in a really cool way, in particular in your pursuit of a career. So, man, we really appreciate you being here. I always love talking about the gospel. I feel like that's why I'm at, I am where I am now is because God put me in position. Yeah. Like, I kind of like, it's nice to like sneak up on people because I do my basketball stuff and every once in a while, someone will look at my Twitter feed and I'm like, wait, what is this? And it's like, Oh yeah, I got another thing going on too. This is more important yeah. too. That's, that's snuck up on me. I was like, you're blogging about the Bible too. I'm, I'm in, this is awesome. So yeah, we, uh, we appreciate you being here. I would love to just start off, uh, having you share your story with us. Tell us a little bit about, uh, how you came to know Jesus. Yeah, just sh- share some of your story with us. Sure. So for me, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, parents, my parents kind of grew up in the church. They walked away. They raised me very, um, I was raised in a very secular household. It was all about science, evolution. Religion just seemed like a primitive relic. It was like, ah, it's weird. I had nothing to do with that. And so I spent like my whole yeah, all my childhood, high school, college, that was like the furthest thing from my mind. Never once gave it any real thought at all. And I lived a very, I don't know, I, I don't know if normal is the right word, but it's a very secular lifestyle, you know, drinking. I, I think I was always searching for something. So I got into drugs and I was just really just wandering, walking down some really rough paths. And then, and that was kind of my story till I was like 23, 24, 25. 
I met a coworker who was a sports writer and he was like, he was the first really solid believer I'd ever met. And he really like became part of my life, interested me in the gospel, brought me to his church, brought me to his life group and kind of like walked me through it. And I was, I'd never seen like what it looked like to be in a Christian community. I thought this is really cool. Cause at the time, like I'm like my early twenties, I'm a freelance sports writer. I'm working multiple jobs. You know, I'm drinking, doing drugs constantly. I have nothing really going on for my life. I'm kind of wandering through life, looking for some meaning. And I was like, wow, this guy's like, I remember the first time I have dinner with him and his wife and we're sitting there having dinner. And I'm like, after this dinner, I'm about to go to my friend's house where we've all put in for ecstasy. <laughs> and we're all going to like divvy it up before like this party. And yep. this fool is like going home with his wife. And I'm like, man, this guy's life is so much more together than mine. This is ridiculous. And like, I wouldn't say, that, I didn't know Christian right then, but that like planned to seed in my mind. And so yeah. I was like, wow, being a Christian is cool. I never even thought of it as being cool before, but it is for sure cool. I just don't believe in this still. So then like once that happened, there was like maybe a year or so journey of, I feel like God opening my mind and like, I think making the idea plausible for me. Cause I kind of had to unlearn everything I'd been taught in school and growing up about, you know, science and the way the world works and how things happen. So that's a very slow process of like God changing my mind, opening my heart. And I think for the, then the turning point happened is about a year later, I was actually at a, um, and I'm, I'm so out of touch now. This is like 2013, 2014. Is, is EDM still cool? Yeah. Yeah. EDM still a thing. Okay. All right. So we're at an EDM show. Um, I'll just be honest. I'm rolling. So I'm on ecstasy. I'm out yeah. of my mind. And the way these EDM shows work is like you have the DJ. And then usually he has something in the background, some kind of screen, some kind of like visual imagery. Like, cause he's, not, he's not like like dancing or performing. He's on a stage, right? Just right, right. So on top, on the stage, there's like, I'll never forget, we walk in to this concert. And on the backstage, there's um, the mask from V for Vendetta. That's like part yeah. of his like light show. And it's kind of hovering over the audience. And I'm looking at this mask and I'm like, that's a demon, man. Right there as a freaking demon. And that's the moment, for like, for me, that's when, like, as Paul said, the scales fell from his eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, demons are real. Spirituality is real. We aren't just flesh and bone. They're spiritual forces. And then it's like, okay, if there's spiritual forces and there's dark spiritual forces. I can't handle this. I need God in my life. God is real. I got to have God in my life. Wow. So right then, I'm like, God, I done messed up. And it's just like, I had this moment where, like, okay, God is real. I felt the presence of God. And I'm like, okay. I, my whole life has been a complete joke. I got to change right now. Everything I'm looking for in my life is a waste of time. I've got to change immediately. I walk out of that concert and I was like, I call my friend. I'm like, all right, man, I got to be a Christian now. Like, no turning back. <laughs> and that was uh, six years ago now. I, I doubt that you walked into that concert rolling, expecting to have an encounter with God and end up uh, giving your life to him on the heels of it. That's just so cool. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you you had initially met this friend, been hanging out with him, had gotten to go spend some time with his life group, go uh, kind of be around his community. Yeah, just tell me a little bit more about your experience now post-concert, uh, starting to walk with God, starting to explore Christianity. What was it like plugging into a community and getting invested in that side of things? I think the biggest part of me of becoming a Christian, where I found the most freedom is this idea of identity, which like I didn't really quite understand when I became a Christian. And looking back on it, it's like, okay, growing up in college, 
my identity came from how other people viewed me. So therefore you go to this party and it's like, oh my God, what is this person going to think about me? What is that person going to think about me? It's stressful, right? Yeah. Social situations become really stressful. You're like, cause your identity is at stake all the time. It's like, I got to impress this person. I can't let them see who I quote unquote really am because mm-hmm. who I am is turned by how they see me. And so like becoming a Christian, if I identity in Christ, it's like, okay, if my identity comes from how God sees me. I know God loves me. Then it's like, I don't need to impress people. And I think people are so unhappy, I believe, fundamentally because we've lost that identity piece. And so the whole world now is trying to impress everyone. Unless it was social media, right? Yeah. Especially with that. It's constantly, how do I impress these people? How do I come across a certain way? And it's like, it's just like, it's so liberating to not have to impress people all the time. To not need their validation. Yeah, that's such a good point. And actually, that kind of transitions perfectly because I wanted to ask you, uh, about your experience post-college coming up in the sports writing world because now you you've got a big following a lot of people are reading your stuff a lot of people are following you you mentioned social media you've got a big twitter following so how has tell me about your experience transitioning out of college into the workplace beginning kind of up and coming in the sports writing world getting to the point where you are now in writing for the ringer and having a big following and talk to me a little bit about how your community has kept you grounded and has loved on you through that whole process. For me, especially too, like with my career, I've noticed just like some of my coworkers were like, now all they're, they move out to LA, they're living, they're hanging out together. They're in this weird little world where they have quote unquote status because they work at the ringer. And it's just so cool. Like at my church, I have so many friends who are like, I don't even like sports. It's so weird. It's your job. Like, what the heck? What do right. you do all day? And for wow. them, it's not a big deal at all. And I'd be like, are you, is the NBA still happening? Oh, that's cool. You're, are you busy right now? <laughs> that's got to be humbling. It's, and like, it's great because like in my industry, it's like, wow, you work for The Ringer. Da, 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 da. And they could care less. And like, they don't view me as like, oh, I'm this guy who works for The Ringer. They never heard of The Ringer. They don't care at all. Yeah. I'm just a guy who like, has this weird kind of interesting job. Kind of weird. Yeah. That's so cool. I think that's probably huge on, on your personal end. And I, I, I've felt that kind of, I, I think it applies to really anybody. Like you get to step into getting to walk into a room full of diverse people from all different kinds of backgrounds and you're already united in this incredibly deep way is huge. And and I think that's a that's a huge advantage. And it sounds like it's been huge for you in particular in your career in keeping you grounded. So that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And then there's also like the dating part of it, right? Like if you're going to yeah. walk with God, you should be meeting people in your church as, as much as you can, right? You want to be someone equally open and whatnot. And how are you going to meet people, right? Like I met my wife because we had friends in common. And then yeah, I, met my, I think my, me and my wife dated for five months and then got engaged. Like, because we were both in the same track on life. We had the same values, the same friends, the same goals. It was kind of a lot easier that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point too. How has, I, I'd imagine you go through tough work seasons um, in particular in your specific job, just difficulties that come up. Has your community come in in situations like that and provided you with some comfort, some strength, some encouragement? Um, maybe in particular, like, man, when, when work gets hard, when, when job becomes a struggle, um, having people to lean on, ha- have you experienced that at all within your community, within your, within your church? For sure. I mean, so I think part of my story too, like, the day I became a Christian, I got fired from my job. This way, wow. I with the ringer. So I remember, yeah, I met with the pastor. And then, like, afternoon, I ended up getting let go from my job. And it was like, well, God, I'm going to need you now. Like, okay, yeah. let's do this. And so, yeah, I mean, just, then just having people, 
because that's another thing too. Like when you get fired from your job in the world, like that's your community too. And you also your community's gone. You don't have that right. same community. Whereas like, yeah, and if you're in a church group, then it's like whatever, right? They don't care. They're yeah. still going to be there. For, they'll be there for you even more. Like they'll help you out. I, f- I found some part-time jobs through people. Like that's the other thing too, is you, as you get older, y'all go see like so many jobs come from knowing people, someone yeah. letting you, right? It's like, okay, I know this person. Here's an opening here. Yada, yada, yada. Like that's a huge part of it too, is having a network of people who can be there for you and intern you for them. If you if you could just give some words of advice of advice or encouragement uh, to our audience who are either in college coming towards the heels of college getting ready to launch into a career or have, or have just newly graduated and now are stepping out of college and into a career I think you've already touched on some awesome points of how challenging that is how exciting it is all, all the things that come with it what are some yeah what are some words of advice that you would give to someone who's nearing the end of college is getting ready for their career. Well, I think for one, I know for me, a huge part of my journey, I don't know what y'all call it in y'all's church, but we call it like discipleship, right? Yeah. So I think when I first became a Christian, I probably met with the guy, this guy every week, every week for like three years. And he was like five years older than me, a little more established, kind of showed me the ropes. And that was just a huge, it's like what they call it, iron sharpens iron or whatever, yeah. whatever, the, yeah. whatever the saying is. Mm-hmm. And that 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 kind of discipleship, and then like now it's I'm in the other shoes, the other floor. I've discipled other people as I've gotten yeah. older. So having having an older person in your life who can kind of walk you through stuff, who's been there before. We can go to basketball real quick. Like I really feel like LeBron is discipling Anthony Davis in a way. Yeah. Like he's like, I've done this. Here's what I did. Okay, so like he had this he had this interesting thing. So like your basketball fans will get this if you're in the So after game one of the finals this year, LeBron had this comment where he's like, I told Anthony, stop celebrating. Because after game one, Davis was dunking on people. It was like a blowout. And LeBron's like, trust me, it'll get harder. Do not count your chickens. I remember yeah. when my first finals against the Mavericks, I, I started celebrating too early. We lost the series. And I was like, I'm not going to have that happen again. He's like, I've had this experience, my lived experience. that I'm going to tell you right now, what you're doing was the mistake I made. And here's how you can avoid that in the future. And it's like, that yeah. is the kind of like advice that an older person can give you is just like invaluable, like just a completely a hundred percent invaluable. So I'd say, look for that, look for mentorship. It's so important. And then like, it's, and it's even more fulfilling when you've been mentored to mentor others, to give yeah. you're, you're part of like this circle, right? What our church always says, like, if you've been a believer for a day, you can mentor with me for an hour, right? If you're yeah. if you're older in the faith, you can mentor someone younger in the faith. And you should always have those relationships both ways, where you have older people and younger people. And that's part of what's cool about church community is like that, it's like multi-generational, different levels of experience. That's the first thing. Um, I would say also for career, number one, you want to like partner with God. You want to ask yeah. yourself, what is my ultimate motivation for what I'm doing? So for me, I remember a big part of me is like, God, like if, I was like, okay, I want to have this career in sports writing. I want to like, you know, make money or whatever. And I'm like, if God gives me this platform, I will use it to spread your name, spread your glory, talk yeah. about God, talk about you. And that is like the motivation for me. Like, okay, if I, I know like there are times where work is hard. There are times where I don't want to work or at times where I'm kind of losing motivation. It's like, I know my ultimate motivation is my calling on this earth to spread the gospel, right? And yeah. I know that my job, what I do for work can advance that. 
So I have that in my mind when I'm working. I know that's my ultimate purpose. And that gives me purpose and motivation when times are tough. And on top of that, like, if you partner with God, God will lead you the way. God will bring you where you want to be, where you need to be. And it's yeah. like you say, I know for me, I'm always like trying to pray, God, what is your will in my life? A, what is your will in my life? B, when you bless me, God, let me not let these blessings be above you. Because that's the other yeah. thing that'll happen a lot of times. And I've had this on me quite a bit in my journey where God brings you somewhere and you kind of forget God brought you there. And let's like, yeah. like, you're like I, you put the things that God gave you over God, right? So it's like, oh man, I got married and it's hard not to be like, how do I please my wife and not please God? We yeah. have a kid now. It's like, how do I not put my kid over God? I have this career. How do I not put my career over God? And it's when it's the other way, when God's over those things, those things will come. The blessings will come when you're for God first. But if you put those things above God, it's like going to disappear. It's going to like, so I yeah. think that's the main thing. And then two, I guess like, and kind of like practically when, so going back to when I got fired, became a Christian, I remember I'm praying. I'm like, God, what do I do now? I don't know what's to happen. This is like, I'll show my age here. This is 2014. So before you're a little, a little before your time, you're probably in high school at that point. So yeah. Yep. Okay. So 2014, I get fired and I'm like, God, I, what am I going to do? And I really felt like God told me to start a blog. And by that point, blog is probably already out of fashion a little bit. And yeah. it's like, really? Like, why don't I do that? And it's just like, okay. Cause God's like, your social media use is very high. It's a waste of time. You're better off writing something on your own, putting on social media. Okay. So I do that for like two, three years. Nothing really comes of it. But I'm like, I'm faithful. I'm going to trust God in it. Da, 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 da. So then like out of the clear blue sky one day, I get an email from the ringer and they're like, hey man, we love your blog. We read it all the time. We think you'd be perfect fit for our company to start it up. And just like, wow. all right. And so like you literally just see like God, God gave me this thing to do. I was faithful in it. And then the outcome. And like, I can't promise anyone listening that it'll be that simple or smooth. And let me tell you, right, in the time, right. it did not feel simple or smooth. It was like a three, four year process of right. not feel, feeling like, what am I doing? Where am I going? It was like, you know, it's kind of like your 40 years in the desert kind of thing, right? Where you're like, yeah. But you just know if, you, and one thing I will say, maybe close all up the advice, like I've seen in my life, in my friend's life, it's like anytime you spend pursuing God, ends up paying off in the long run, like a hundred percent of the time, right? Like anything, anytime like you spend leading a life group or pursuing God or worshiping or reading the Bible, like that time always has fruit. You know, we won't see yeah. it in the moment, but something is going to happen from it. And time you don't just doesn't have the same payoff. It's like straight out of Matthew six. If we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else is going to come from that. And it's so cool to see that show up in your story. Um, and thanks for sharing that. Matthew 6 and 7, man. It's, just, it's yeah. an absolute. Read, I read that all the time. That's so cool. That's so cool to not only like read that in the scriptures, but to see it show up uh, in your story, in your life. Put down roots. Like, that'd be our advice. Like When you move to a new city for a job, which a lot of your listeners will at some point, get there. It's so easy to like, oh, I got to join a church. And it becomes like, I got to start working out, right? It's kind of like yeah. a new resolution you don't ever really do put down roots, find a church, make the commitment. So it's funny, like I remember a friend of a, a couple friends of ours, they were a part of this two year program in that they worked for Southwest Airlines. So they're there for yeah. two years in Dallas. And it's easy. It's like, if I'm there for two years, I'm really going to put down roots. It's so much work. I'm not here long term. I remember talking to them at the end of it. And they're like, we are so glad we spent these two years in community because some of the, some of like the coworkers who didn't hate a time in Dallas, it was like, this sucked. 
because they didn't yeah. know anyone. They didn't put, they didn't invest the time to know people. And that time they spent, they're gone now, but those two years were meaningful for them. So invest in community, find a church, put down roots, don't shop around. Like find, like you obviously don't just pick the first church you come to, whatever, but go through a few churches then sit down, find the one you want and just invest. And if you don't like the church, make it better. Like be part of it. Yeah. If something's wrong, just make it better. I guess something else before we get out of here, I, yeah. I, people in the workforce, right? So I became a Christian because I had a coworker invest in me. Yep. What impacted me in my life was him becoming my friend, him walking with me, him bringing me into his community, bringing me into his life. And so I would say that more than anything else is that part of it. Like with your coworkers, get to know them as people. One thing I've noticed is like people, especially in the world, don't get invested in very much, right? Yeah. Nobody asks them questions. I, I, th- I would say most people in the world go around desperate for someone to ask them questions about themselves yeah. and to invest in them and to care in them. And I would say like, wherever you are, once you're invested in church, like look around, pray on the people around you and like pray about them, invest in them, invite them in. And you never know who would, who's going to listen, right? That's our thing too, I found. When I became a Christian, I had this idea in my mind, oh, this guy for sure will be easy. Like, no. Like, God yeah. works in ways you will not understand, the people you least expect. I know I've had people look like who are like, you became a Christian, who are, I like knew who were Christians, and they like never would have thought it. They just, the way I was living my life, trust me, you would never have thought this guy become a Christian. It would just not have happened. So yep. don't invest in people and just like, you never know where God's going to lead you with that either. Really at the core, I love that you shared that because when we talk about community, we talk about fellowship, we talk about local church. At the core, it's it's friendship with other people. It's friendship with God. And that's such a cool way to live life. It's just better. And so, yeah, thank you for yeah, sharing like, that. What did you say? Like, they will know you love me by the way you love one another, right? Yeah. Yep. So a lot of people, okay, I want to share the gospel. I want to, but like, is your life showing the fruits of it? Because people will say anything. No one listens anymore, right? You can tell me a million things, whatever. Show me your life. Show me your fruit. What is, I think Jay, does James say it? He's like, you, you've been saved by faith. That's great. I will show my faith through my works or whatever, and it'll become yeah. clear, right? If you're, yeah. it's, right? So it's like, if your life has the fruit of God, it will attract people to God, you know? Oh, yeah. So like, so first that, I think that's the first step is like, you want to make sure your life is showing the fruit of walking with God. You're in community, you're walking with people. And then once you have that, then you can invite others in and they, they can see that fruit and want it for themselves. Cause that was my story. It's like, okay, the, if you have the fruit of God in your life, it'll attract people.